episode. Okay, there it is. Google wow. Docs wasn't showing me my episode, and I was very concerned <coughs> for a second. So. Oh. oh, hey, my stocks are doing well. So, once again, um, if you listen to our last episode that came out on Tuesday, <gasps> um, we are recording this in the middle of the day on the Monday. Yep. So, if you hear extraneous noise which you probably always hear in the background of this of this podcast let's be honest quality content right here look we um, do not have a recording studio yet okay we're also broke we're also so. broke and we we hope to someday possibly make money off this podcast just so we can put it back into the podcast but ashlyn will settle for you, making money period and bring you more quality content but for now for now we're doing it for free so you're gonna have to deal with it <laughs> Miranda, no. i'm feeling very aggressive today Yikes. so yeah um it's officially one week until halloween hi? i haven't said hi yet Hang on. Uh, okay well you always interrupt me to say hi <laughs> It's officially one week till Halloween. So <gasps> hi and welcome back to I'll Tell You What, a spoopy podcast. Ooh. My name is Miranda. I'm Ashlyn. And we just wanted to let you know before we get started with today's episode that we are hosting um, a special series called I'll Tell You What, It's 13 Days Till Halloween on our Instagram where we, po- where we are going to be posting some special mini episodes mm-hmm. every day leading up until Halloween and then... Around hol- like around the day before Halloween or such, we're going to compile them all into one episode, um, one big bonus episode, and we're going to release it on our podcasting platforms. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, you can go to our Instagram and go to our IGTV and you can listen to all of them. And yes, you can find our Instagram at Matter Than a Caterpillar. That's right. We will also so- be posting some updates on Twitter. Yep. Uh, at Matter Than a Cat. Yep. And so you'll be able to listen to all the Halloween spoopiness. There. Yes. So... Ashlyn, I'll tell you what. What do you tell me? The ancient origins of Halloween as we know it. Yes. So this was a very surprising episode for me to research because I truly didn't actually know where Halloween came from. I thought I knew a little bit, but it turns (laughs) out I knew nothing. Um, And it was very surprising to me. So so really this episode ended up being mostly about uh, Samhain. So Is that the Irish thing? Yes, uh, I'm going to get into that. Halloween as we know it is linked back to many things, one of such being Samhain. Samhain is a ca- uh, Celtic, not Catholic. <laughs> did, you, did you look up the pronunciation? No, but I'm, everybody else pronounces it Samhain. Oh, okay. So. okay, cool. Uh, Samhain is a Celtic holiday dating back over 2,000 years. And so Samhain basically is the dividing point of the year between the lighter half being summer and the darker half being winter. Mm-hmm. And like many other cultures, it is the dividing point between when this world and the other world um, is at its thinnest, allowing spirits to pass through. Makes sense. This is also the night uh, before their new year, which is November 1st. So Celtics uh, also believed during this time because the portal <laughs> between the worlds, Ashlyn's coughing through my episode. Sorry, I have allergies. <clears throat> Celtics also believed during this time because the portal between the worlds is at its most vulnerable. It could also account for the death of their crops and such, like the spirits coming through oh, killing their crops. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, they also believed during this time Druids, which I found out, Druid is actually a Celtic priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always associated it with um, D&D. So. Oh, good Lord. 
I didn't know what it was. Um, so a druid is a Celtic, Celtic priest, like I said. Um, would it make it easier for them to make predictions regarding the future at the time, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to celebrate Samhain in, predi- pretty, in pretty, predi- I can't talk, in pretty traditional fashion, here's what you need to do. That word didn't even start with a P. And I know. over it. <laughs> so, one. Um, first thing you do is a Samhain nature walk. Ooh. All you do is you simply go out on a nature walk near your home and meditate on the sights, sounds, aromas, colors, etc. So basically like every... Basically uh, the sensations basic, of the season. Basically like every white girl to pumpkin patch around this yeah. time of year. Yes. So just, you know, relish in the sensations of the season. Uh, you should focus <laughs> on experiencing yourself as part of the circle of life and reflect on death and rebirth as an important part of nature. I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) No. And if allowed, you should take some natural objects home with you to adorn your home, like sticks, leaves, and acorns. Or a pumpkin. No, you do not just steal pumpkins. No, I said a nature walk, not a pumpkin patch. You can go to a pumpkin patch. No, that is not nature. That is a farm. That is still nature. No. Yes, it is. Shut up. (laughs) You're ruining this. Two. Um, the second thing you do is set up a Samhain altar in your home. So if you're new to it, there is no need to permanently alter your space. All you have to do is set up a table three days prior to Samhain and decorate it with symbols associated with late, uh, symbols associated with late fall, like skulls, skeletons, grave rubbings, and ghosts. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> just like if, if it was just stuff with fall, I'm like almost every person who decorates their house for fall would be. Well. We're getting into that. Harvest. Uh, so you harvest foods such as pumpkin, squash, root, vegetables, nuts, and berries, and and dark breads and stuff. And mm-hmm. and then you also adorn it with dried leaves and acorns. Oh, no. Like the ones you collected on your nature walk. Oh, no. Um, a cornucopia <clears throat> filled with an abundance of fruit and veggies. Um, and you also include mold cider, wine, or mead. I mean, I like mold cider. You put this all on your little your little altar. Sorry for the noise, once again. Three, um, you can have a Samhain ceremony. So this is a direct quote, and I have to turn my notes because they're getting real small. Uh, So this is directly quoted from Mm Gaia.com, G-A-I-A.com, and it it will be linked in in the bio of this episode. Start out by preparing a meal for the family, focusing on fruits and vegetables, and wild game meat if available. Include a loaf of dark bread like rye or pumpernickel, and a cup of apple cider or wine. Set the dinner table with candles and a fall centerpiece, and put all the food on the table at once. Consider the table a sacred space. Gather everyone around the table and say this. There's a lot of chanting involved, or, or saying of things involved in these in these. Um, Rituals. Okay, so at least so. we can't accidentally do this. Yeah, so this is what you'll say. Tonight is the first of three nights on which we celebrate Samhain. It is the end of the harvest, the last days of summer, and the coldest nights wait on the other side for us. The bounty of our labor, the abundance of the harvest, the success of the hunt, all lies before us. We thank the earth for all it has given us this season, and yet we look forward to winter, a time of sacred darkness. Then... You take the cup of cider or wine and lead everyone outside. Make this a ceremonial and formal occasion. Head to your garden 
If you don't have one, find a grassy place in your yard. Each person in the family takes the cup in turn and sprinkles a bit of the cider onto the earth, saying, once again, we're, we're saying things. Summer is gone. Winter is coming. We have planted and we have watched the garden grow. We have weeded and we have gathered the harvest. Now it is at its end. Collect any yard trimmings or dead plants and use them to make a straw man or woman. Oh, geez. No. <laughs> if you follow a more masculine path, he may be your king of winter. And rule your home until spring returns. We're going to talk about this in a second. (laughs) If you follow the goddess uh, in her many forms, make a female figure to represent the goddess as hag or clone in uh, or crone in winter. Once that is done, I don't know. Go back. I don't know. Go back inside and bring your deity into your your deity into your home. Place him on your table and prop him up with a plate of his own. And when you sit down to eat, serve him first. Begin your meal with the breaking of the dark bread and make sure you toss a few crumbs outside for the birds afterwards. Keep the king of winter in a place of honor all season long. You can put him back outside in your garden on a pole to watch over next spring's seedlings (laughs) and eventually burn him at your uh, at your Beltane, your Beltane uh, celebration. When you are finished with your meal, put the leftovers out in the garden as an offering for the dead. So, our family inadvertently <laughs> did some of this. They made a, a scarecrow. scarecrow out of things that were in our garden, like the old sunflower stalk and, and corn stalks. Yeah. So, I told mom yesterday, oh, when, no. after I was researching this, I was like, mom, you inadvertently made a king of winter. I mean, granted, we, <laughs> granted, we did not, we, we bought hay bales. We so did. Like, we so, bought the hay, but still. So, it's not from our house, but, at least. But still, they used things from our garden to make <laughs> him. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I also, I also want to really quick um, address the sexism there. Yeah, I don't know why the woman was going to be considered a hag and the guy's the king of winter. Like, but- fight me. Why can't she be a dignified old woman? I don't know. Like, come on. I don't know. Just because a woman ages does not make her a hag. Anywho. I'm young and I'm a hag. Come on. The next thing you can do is after the ceremony, you can make an ancestral altar. Similar to the Mexican tradition during Dia de los Muertos, uh, you gather items uh, of theirs like photographs, heirlooms, and mementos, Mm -hmm. and you put them out on a table and light candles. As you light the candles, you say their names out loud, as well as express well wishes and thank them for being part of your life or lineage. After sitting quietly and really paying attention to what you want to ex- to what you experience, not want to, to what you experience, making note of any messages you receive in a journal, ancestors' altars can be created for Samhain or kept all year round. Hmm. Honestly, a lot of this stuff I think is like really cool. It's a great way to pay homage to your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And your your ancestors and such, um, it's it's really stuff we don't really do in in uh, like American Christianity and stuff. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, like you were talking about putting out like mementos from uh, yeah the ancestor. I mean, yeah, our family for one kind of does that all year round. Though, well, exactly without the. I mean, we have candles, but like not around Ooh. the mementos. Uh-huh. So one of the next rituals you can participate in is guiding the spirits. Next. Um, you will light a white seven-day candle in your window to help guide the spirits back to the spirit world. A white seven-day candle signifies protection. It helps cleanse something in your life as well as helps provide positive energy while you pray. So you light this candle. 
After you light the candle, you're supposed to say these words. Once again, we have something to say. Very ritualistic. This is a ritual, so. Um, <clears throat> nice, nice clarification there, Miranda. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, little flame that burns so bright, be a beacon on this night. Light the path for all the dead, that they may see now what's ahead. And lead them to the summer land, and shine until Pan takes their hand. And with your light, please bring them peace, that they may rest and sleep with ease. What is wrong with you? Allergies. Why do you keep coughing? We have hay in the yard, and I am allergic to it. Oh, you know, you know, uh, yeah. Christians have, have a similar song. This little, this little light of mine, I'm, I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> so, yes. However, this one is about helping guide the spirits back to back to um, the spirit world, yeah. basically, Whereas after Samhain. After they've come and, and celebrated Samhain mm -hmm. with you, uh, helping guide them back without so they aren't yeah. lingering spirits. Whereas, you know, the, the Christian version is just the, the light's Jesus. Okay, we're not going into the Christian side of that. <laughs> Anywho, another way you can honor your ancestors is by visiting a cemetery. Uh, you go to visit your loved one's graves. You clean them up, get rid of any weeds or dead flowers, etc. And then you adorn their graves with flowers, dried herbs, and or fresh water. The significance of these items would be marigolds. The flowers would be marigolds and chrysanthemums. They are associated with protection, particularly of the metaphysical sort. Chrysanthemums in particular come in handy when working with the spirit world. Um, mm -hmm. It's... Uh, marigolds are actually the popular one in um, Dia de los Muertos. Yes. If you've seen Coco, that's what the flowers are. They're marigolds and they, they spread them around. It's to also help guide the spirits. Um, as for dried herbs, uh, most often it would be rosemary because it is associated with remembrance. Mm -hmm. And lastly, fresh water to ward off malignancy. Apparently, bubbling water is thought to be an indicator of incoming negative energy. So, not bubbly water. Get LaCroix out of here. Get the LaCroix out of here. <laughs> nah, son. Why is it spicy? And some people will bring other offerings, but these were the three main ones I read about. Like mm -hmm. other things like apples and, and once again, wine and stuff like that. But these are the three like mainstays. I'm sorry. The whole wine thing, it, it reminds me of like, you know, pour one out for. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. You're the All first. I'm saying, Randa, is that stop trying to bastardize when I die, this. When when I die, people better be decorating my gravestone with like for every holiday. No, I don't care if it's Arbor uh, Day. Sorry, you I will put a tree but, on but my no. Grave. <laughs> oh wait, never mind. I'm gonna be a tree anyway. Anywho, so the list goes on and on. In total, there are about 13 traditions or rituals that you can participate in or conduct during Samhain. I only covered a few here, but you can also check the others out through the links I have provided in the bio of this podcast. So, as we've learned, according to the, uh, to the ancient Celtics during Samhain, the barrier between worlds is weakened. So, they would put offerings and such outside of their villages for fairies and sits. Mm -hmm. According to libraryireland.com, quote, The sit is said to be the Catholic root for a blast of wind. The whirlwind was certainly called a fairy wind. So, I because I didn't know what a sid was. Um, yeah. How's it spelled? Uh, S-I-D-H. That's what I thought. Uh, I think it's... It might be Shiv. Oops. Sorry if Sorry. I'm pronouncing any of this wrong. I'm a dumb American. Yeah. Um, I, I, the only reason I uh, say that is... A lot of there's there's like uh, yeah, yeah, fairies yeah. that uh, are spelled similarly uh, that are like Shiavra or something like that. 
Yes, I would actually have a note here that says Ashlyn loves fairy lore, so she'd probably do a podcast on that someday, but that is not today. It would be an entire series. Exactly. <laughs> Anywho, so during this time, people would actually dress up as animals and monsters so that the fairies would not be tempted to kidnap them. You know what? Fair. Remember, my friends, in a lot of Celtic lore, fairies are n- are pretty dark creatures yeah. and not the Tinkerbell adorableness that we know today. Did, did but I? we will get into that another day when Ashlyn does her own podcast about it. Mm-hmm, but I want to talk. <laughs> no, we're not going to that into fairies right now. There's other creatures we have to I talk know, about. I know. Some of the other monsters or creatures that appear during Samhain are a shape-shifting creature called a puka. That's another kind of fairy, yes. Uh, it receives harvest offerings from the field. There's also a headless woman named... The Dullahan? What? Is it the Dullahan? No, that's later. Shut Sorry. up. <laughs> There's a headless woman named Lady Gwyn. It's oh. G-W-Y-N. Yeah. So it's like Gwyn or Gwen. Um, yeah. She so. appears dressed in white. She chases night wanderers and was accompanied by a black pig. Ooh. I'm down. Um, next is the Dullahan. The Dullahan. She's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> they sometimes appear as impish creatures and sometimes headless men on horse. Oh, sorry. Should be headless women. Well, it says men. Oh. But headless people. Yes. Uh, sometimes headless people on horses who carry their heads. They're flaming, uh, riding flame-eyed horses. Yeah. Their appearance was a death omen to anyone yes. who encountered them. And I'm pretty sure this is akin to the famed headless horsemen of Sleepy Hollow. Makes Probably a lot of that would sense. that would actually make almost too much sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Brothers Grimm stealing from Celtic lore. Yeah, makes sense. Honestly, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> lastly, there is also a group of hunters known as Fairy Host, um, like Fay, like the Fay, F A E R Y, Fay Host, who might also haunt Samhain and kidnap people. Similar are the Slog. I once again, I'm a dumb American. S-L-U-A-G-H. Sloth? Yeah. Sloth, who would come from the West to enter houses and steal souls. It's been a while since I studied Gaelic, sorry. So, yes. These these are the many, many creatures and spirits and monsters. So these are just some of the creatures who may haunt Samhain. (laughs) Gotta get it out. (laughs) Quickly. (laughs) Gotta get out quickly or else the the noise is gonna start again. Um, So far, many of these traditions slash rituals are actually very close to things we do unknowingly in celebration of modern Halloween. For example, decorating our homes and yards with symbols of late October, like skeletons, pumpkins, and ghosts. And scarecrows. Drinking (laughs) apple cider and mulled wine. Creating scarecrows. Oh, sorry. Dressing up uh, as creatures and monsters. The list goes on. I personally had no idea that the majority of Halloween traditions today came from a Celtic holiday. And we as a family inadvertently do a lot of these things, not ritualistically, but still. Our Celtic roots are showing, Ashlyn. I know. <laughs> In case you guys didn't know, we are... Uh, we're Irish. We're very Celtic. We're, 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 we're very Irish. Um, <laughs> we'll say that. Our ancestors, you know, came over in the potato famine. So... <laughs> yeah. So, it's, I just found it super interesting. Like, while I was reading all these things, I was like, we do all these things. Like, a lot of these things. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a lot of the, the feast really reminded me of, of, of Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Uh, up it until you got to the chanting part. Yeah, it really... Like, well, no, we go around, though, and say what we're thankful for. Yeah, at least it's thankful for. Not saying, you know... Uh, Very specific We're We're looking words. forward to the winter. It sounds great. 
I don't like. Well, winter no, I mean, very much. I, I think when you when you're paying, I think why they're paying homage to it is actually trying to bring in a good winter rather than like a super harsh yeah. one or something. I get it. So yeah. not enough people are doing this apparently, yeah. uh, because at least in Missouri, I actually think. Um, so get on personally, this. not that you know, I I'm not. Um, I'm kidding. I mean, we are a Christian household. However, yes. I do I do like a lot of these traditions that they would do, like the honoring of the ancestors and stuff. And I feel and, like we could stand to do even, that a bit more. And, yeah, and maybe even participating a little bit in the in the thought that maybe they're here and they can talk to us one night a year, kind of thing, or one time a year, possibly where where we pay special homage and and you know make something for them or talk to them. Yeah, you know, because it's nice. So during the Middle Ages. New traditions during Samhain began to appear. Of course. Um, like they began carving turnips and called them jack-o'-lanterns. Um, they, they were attached by strings to sticks and embedded with coal. Later on, Irish tradition switched it to pumpkins that we know today. Mm -hmm. In Wales, men would toss burning wood at each other in violent games and set off fireworks. Men. <laughs> hmm. Honestly. In Northern England, men would parade around with noisemakers. Because nothing can be peaceful. <laughs> nothing can be peaceful. <laughs> During this time, a new tradition arose called Dumb Supper. Oh, yeah? Um, I think it means, I, I feel like it means like dumb, like silent. Like, Probably. Like cannot speak. Um, where food was consumed by families, but only after they invited their ancestors to join in. They mm -hmm. gave the families a chance to interact. This gave the families an, a chance to interact with the spirits until they, they left following dinner. During the night of Dumb Supper, children would play games to entertain the dead, and adults would update the dead on their past year's news. That night, doors and windows might be left open for the dead to come in and eat cakes that had been left out for them. Aw. So I think, um, sorry, I didn't actually get the definition of why it's called Dumb Supper from my, from my, uh, research but i think it has to do with um like the dead not being able to actually say yes. anything back so it's, yeah, it's so dumb supper saying you're talking to them but you cannot hear what they're saying yes because they're silent because they're silent but i like that i actually kind of like it it's kind of you know? sweet you kind of invite them in you're like i don't really know if you're here but hi grandma a lot happened this year <laughs> what's up it's nice i like it i think it's yeah. really cute so um, this next section I like to call, it was all fun and games until the early Christians came in. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so of course. Yeah. Like most sacred things, the early Christians came in and decided they wanted to take Samhain for themselves. Of course they did. Uh, and use it as a Christian celebration. Pope Boniface, 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 I don't know, po Pope Boniface in the fifth century moved the celebration to May 13th and specified what? it as a day celebrating saints and martyrs. May? Mm. It's, a, it's a late... Mm, but I just... Mm. However, in the 9th century, Pope Gregory moved the celebration back to the time of the fire festivals um, and declared it All Saints Day on November 1st. All Souls Day would follow on November 2nd. Yes. So back to the traditional time when it was supposed to be celebrated the days leading up to mm -hmm. October 31st and then November 1st is All Saints Day. However, neither of these new holidays did away with the pagan aspect of Samhain, which is interesting. Samhain began to be known as All Hallows Eve or Halloween, mm -hmm. and it still contained still contained much of the traditional Cel Celtic celebration yeah. because Irish immigrants actually brought them to America. Traditions Makes like trick-or-treating 
Uh, it's seen in Irish and Scottish practice, practices in the nights leading up to Samhain. In Ireland, the tradition of mumming was the practice of putting on costumes and going door to door singing songs to the dead. Cakes Aww. were given as payment. Hey. Yeah. So as for tricks, Halloween pranks also um, have a tradition in Samhain, though in the ancient celebration, tricks were typically blamed on the fairies. Of course they were. <laughs> of course. I just imagine, like, I'm sure fairies played their own tricks too, but I'm just imagining Honestly, the kids or something playing tricks on people going, ah, no, nah, that was so, a fairy. That so wasn't the thing me. is, uh, also, uh, <laughs> at that time, a lot of the more mischievous fairies were actually the puka. Yeah. And so, uh, and they could, you know, shapeshift uh, into different characters and they, they loved being mischievous. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't anything really malicious. Like, they Except could the get malicious they to, like, accidentally. people. Well, and that it was it was more like a misunderstanding. I mean, yeah, they wanted to take people, but like they didn't <laughs> We like them. Come with us. It it's because they have a very uh they're like a chaotic neutral, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> very chaotic. So, in conclusion to Sam Hain, um for a lot of the Halloween traditions we celebrate and conduct nowadays, we have our Irish ancestors to thank. Most people have heard of All Hallows' Eve and think it started there, but little did they know, it actually all started with the ancient Celtic roots of Samhain. Hmm. So, the more you know. Uh, Other cultures, actually, uh, other cultures, Halloween, I say in quotations, this is how they celebrate it. Other cultures have their own traditions and rituals when it comes to Halloween as well. So, like in Mexico, they have Dia de de los Muertos. Mm -hmm. So, I would like to make it clear that Dia de de los Muertos is not Mexican Halloween. Right. It is a very sacred tradition for them celebrating the lives of their past ones, Mm -hmm. their past loved ones. According to dayofthedead.holiday, quote, Families create ofrendas or offerings to honor their departed family members that have passed. These altars are decorated with bright yellow marigold flowers, photos of the departed, and the favorite foods and drinks of the ones being honored. The offerings are believed to encourage visits from the land of the dead as the departed souls hear their prayers, smell their foods, and join in the celebrations. Oh, it's it's. It's really, really wonderful. It's a really wonderful tradition. And honestly, I feel like if if you are just starting to learn about other cultures and stuff like that, I really do think Coco is a really great example. Oh, absolutely. It's I a mean, really great example of of the severity of the tradition and all that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, and the and importance it of it. It's cry. beautiful. Oh. It's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful tradition. <laughs> so a more modern example of how people have adapted Halloween for themselves yeah. is modernly in Japan, they have Kawasaki Halloween Parade, which uh-huh. is the biggest parade of its kind in Japan, boasting wow. nearly 4,000 costume participants. However, not everyone can simply just join in the festivities. The Kawasaki Halloween Parade has strict guidelines and standards for participating, so you have mm-hmm. to apply for entry and pay a fee as well before the parade begins. However, watching is always free. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, um, I can understand that, though. You want to yeah. keep it. So this has actually top. been going on at the end of October for the past 21 years. So it's very modern. It's a very modern mm-hmm. modern holiday tradition for Japanese people. But I think it's really cool that they've created their own celebration. It, it makes sense uh, that they would, too, because, I mean, you want to talk about... Um, the whole interactions with uh, spirits and things like that. Yeah. Japanese are actually very spiritual yeah. in that regard. Yeah. So lastly, I just want to say, and Catholics all over the world still celebrate All Saints Day on November 1st. 
Um, yeah. I don't know too much about the Catholic tradition, but you could have looked it up. I could have, but I didn't. <laughs> wow, I talked fast. This was eight pages. Yeah, because you kept shutting me down. Well, Miranda. no, I thought we could have a little discussion <laughs> afterwards now. Well, yeah, I mean. Because I I found that fascinating. No, I, it, it I had no idea. Until I started reading, I was like, what? Well, I thought it was going to have more roots, actually, to Dia de los Muertos. And I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be more of a gentrification of that. Yeah. But instead, it actually still, it, it really hasn't bastardized too much of of the, the, the thing it comes from. You know, yes. of the holiday that it comes from. Well, and so I find it interesting because every year you hear about how... Halloween is clearly the devil's holiday. It's, you know, but it wasn't it's evil. Ever. It's it's the day that evil and demons roam the earth and but it's that's, not. That's not what it was at. like in most most ancient cultures and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's never what it was about. Yes. And so I think it's actually good that we talk about the yeah. real background of it because mm-hmm. not only is it a fun holiday, but it can actually be something that makes you, you know, feel a little mm-hmm. bit closer maybe well, to those you miss and there's plenty of like christians and stuff out there who don't mm-hmm. want to celebrate halloween because they think once again it's a pagan holiday and well but guess it what is. Well, it is but guess what the christian church literally deemed a whole day around it like and included the original pagan tradition yeah but they you were know, like hey protestants have to yeah i say that as a protestant yeah. but no i mean that's the thing though is i mean it was adapted by christians yes and so and, and if you Martin, actually look it up, if you actually look it up and you actually read about it, none of it's bad. Sure, you may not believe in like fairy lore and stuff like that, but none of it is actually like... You might not believe it's in not conversing like, with spirits or anything. Yeah, but, but I don't think there's anything wrong with the honoring of your ancestors yes. and, the, and the thankfulness for... Uh, you know what you have it's it's kind mm-hmm. of like combining halloween and thanksgiving it's like a, a wonderful fall tradition i've always loved fall just because i like the colors and the clothes and the food and stuff i love pumpkin mm-hmm. anything um well but i just sh- think it's wonderful it's great well then i'm pretty sure that uh halloween is more popular in america than it is in europe or anything yeah, like well, that. Actually, um, they still celebrate they uh, Samhain in gotcha. uh, in Ireland, well, in like, yeah. Scotland, and Celtic areas. I, um, I consider that a yeah. different kind of area than you know. It Western is a bigger. Europe. It is a bigger celebration here than it is in most of Western Europe. Yes, mm-hmm. but I just I thought it was very fascinating that inadvertently, without being taught about it, because I was taught about Dia de los Muertos in school, but yeah. I was never taught about taught about Samhain. Right, and it, I was like, I was like, my Irish ancestors brought it here. And that's why we celebrate Halloween the way we do. We go trick-or-treating because they did. No, and and that's <laughs> why I was also bringing up the fact that it's more celebrated here is because we have, or America had it's such an wonderful. influx of Irish... Uh, immigrants. Irish immigrants, especially during the t- potato famine. It's, just, like, it's great. I'm sorry. That's so cool. It's so cool. There's a holiday that's not St. Patrick's Day. Oh my gosh, I know. That has been bastardized. Up one side and down the other, and anyway. It's just, I think it's really, really cool to learn about what Halloween actually was. And I know I'm just repeating myself at this point. So, in light of that, if you have any special Halloween traditions that your family does, let us know. You can email us at matterthanacaterpillar at gmail.com. Or you could, you may maybe take a picture of it oh, and right, tag sorry. us in it at, on Instagram at matterthanacaterpillar as well. Sorry, I just forgot about doing Instagram. <laughs> also, Always feel free to 
slide into our DMs or tweet at us at Matter Than a Cat on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we also have a TikTok where we are posting uh, parts of our mini sods uh, from our special. I'll tell you what, it's 13 Days Till Halloween uh, miniseries. And who knows, Miranda and I might have more fun on TikTok and dress up. Who knows? Ooh, yay. Maybe if we have energy for that. We're tired. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So as always, tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your friends. Tell the FBI agent listening through your phone. And tell your ancestors who are passing through your closet. And good night. If if you have a portal to the other world, like to it's the not other side, your closet. Uh, I really hope it's not through the closet. No, like my closet's a through. mess. They're just going through your closet right now. You know, it's ooh, <laughs> no, that's where I store the Christmas presents. No, they're gonna you're ruin not, everything. You're not giving them to your ancestors. <laughs> How do you know?